when you're doing a case study, what happens there is it actually takes a lot of effort to produce a really good case study, which is why a lot of business owners don't do it because you actually not only have to interview the client, but you also have to pull apart your internal processes and actually kind of display that to the world. If you have a case study that is so nebulous and it doesn't make any sense and it's like touchy feeling like they were a happy client, but it doesn't say what the result was, that's a problem. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Anthony. It's so great to have you here today. Excited to be here, Sam. I'm very much looking forward to it. We're going to talk today about how to use testimonials and case studies in our business, which I think is such an awesome topic because, you know, as we were talking about before I started recording, everyone says you need testimonials, you need case studies, and it's not quite as simple as just grabbing a testimonial and putting it on your hard drive and letting it collect dust, (laughs) you know, how do we use them? And that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we dive into that topic, why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about what you do and the kinds of people that you work with? Sure. So essentially, uh, where we are right now with Simple Credit Marketing, which is my agency, we our mission really is to end bullshit marketing. Um, and what I mean by that is what we see is business owners get overwhelmed with this message of you've got to be constantly pushing out content. You need to be creating a million pieces of you know podcast episodes and YouTube videos and Snapchat now and you're going to go into TikTok and but I don't want to dance, but you know, anyway. <laughs> You're right. talking to the wrong person. I'm a dancer. I'm well, like, let me get TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> so for you and I who've been with that dance training, it's okay. But for other people, they're like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, and so for me, the message I've been sort of sharing with my clients is, you know, well, we don't need to do that. Like, I, you know, as you know, I work with B-Ninjas, um, Meryl uh, on her marketing and one of the things is, you know, they're a professional service. They do, they're an accounting company, bookkeeping service. They don't really want to present themselves in a way that may be deemed unprofessional um, or doesn't fit the, the brand or the clientele they're trying to reach, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and as a thought leader, this is the kind of thought process we have. So what I'm all about with Simple Creative Marketing is saying, well, look, you don't need to do all those things. We don't need to get into a ridiculous content publishing schedule where you're doing, you know, 10 pieces of content every month and, and doing all of that. Um, and if you are doing it, my question to you would be, is that producing the result you want for your business? Like, is it bringing you qualified leads? Is it getting you sales uh, deals over the line? Is it, you know, like, are you investing your energy in the right places, right? And not only energy, but your resource, your money, and all those sort of things. Uh, so what we've really worked out over the past four years of doing this is case studies are really, like, the one thing, um, if there was to be a one thing, it'd be the one thing where a, a potential client or a prospect could look at that and go, all right, I'm reading through this case study or I'm listening to you interview one of your clients on your podcast and I can really see how what you do can help me with my business because you're not only sharing your process but you're also sharing a result with a specific type of client that also their business, what they're doing in terms of their business matches what I'm doing in my business, right? So if you have a case study uh, to give you an example, we just recently did one for a company called Bento, 
which is a uh, e-commerce marketing agency, uh, and they are one of B Ninja's bookkeeping clients, right? Mm-hmm. And we did a case study with Jesse. I interviewed him. Uh, basically, had a thirty-minute conversation. Took that, turned it into a article that we put mm-hmm. onto the B Ninja's uh, uh, website, and then we shared that up through social. And within, like, no kidding, like within five minutes of Jesse resharing, retweeting that case study out, one of his followers basically said, "I need what what these guys are doing for you right now. I'm mm-hmm. gonna book in a, a, a what do you call it? A, a discovery call." And mm-hmm. within five minutes of that, we saw the discovery booking coming come through our Slack channel. So yep. that's the power of using a really compelling case study. Okay, and so that's what it's all about. I love case studies. I love case studies way more than even testimonials. Testimonials are great, but case studies are so powerful because someone can tell us how amazing they are, but to hear it through someone else's eyes and to be able to see ourselves in their situation, there's so much power in that. 100%. And let's get into this debate on, we'll start here. This is a good place to start with Uh why case studies are better than testimonials because Yes, testimonials have their place. So I'm not going to say don't do testimonials, mm-hmm. right? The problem with testimonials are it's very easy for small businesses or anyone to really uh, fake a testimonial, right? Like you mm-hmm. can go to your site, go to your sales page, type in some text, put someone's name um, in in some professional services companies, like uh, whether it's financial, accounting, insurance, a lot of these mortgage brokers, a lot of these, a lot of these guys are actually not allowed to share the name of their clients or mm-hmm. for, for privacy reasons that the clients don't want their details shared. Um, so all you literally have is it could be just, you know, a, a graphic, not even the person's real face, um, and then, you know, business customer. And then you're mm-hmm. like, well, that doesn't say anything to me. And then now you've got, you know, a paragraph or two spruiking your business or your service. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so in, we're, in a, we're at, at a juncture in time where a lot of businesses are starting to question what they're seeing online. So can we trust the reviews? We know there have been instances of fake reviews being posted on Google, you know, from competitors. Uh, we've seen negative reviews being uh, placed on sites like, uh, you know, some of those, those restaurant review sites, mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that. So written testimonials have their place, but again, they can be questioned, right? When you're doing a case study, what happens there is it actually takes a lot of effort to produce a really good case study, which is why a lot of business owners don't do it because Mm -hmm. you actually not only have to interview the client, but you also have to pull apart your internal processes and actually kind of display that to the world and go, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not just the client saying, hey, this is, I work with Sam and I, you know, generate another 20K in my, in revenue in 30 days, uh, but a solid case study, and we can get into the sort of breakdown of that, but a solid case study would also present, well, this is what Sam's business did. Like this is the steps that we took to get the client from problem to solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, that's really compelling, right? Now, of course, you can't take something like that, a case study, and put it into a Google review because it's not, it's only very limited text and you can't do mm-hmm. all of that. Uh, but those two things can work in tandem uh, to generate a very compelling message for your prospects and your clients. Mm. So I know that you talked about, um, well, you haven't talked about on the podcast. No one knows that we were speaking before we started recording, but you talked about different ways that you can use testimonials. Um, And we didn't talk about it specifically, but you mentioned 15 different ways. And I just, in my brain just went, what? 15 (laughs) ways? Really? (laughs) 
So can you give, well, without going through the whole 15, because we don't have all day on this podcast, can you talk about or maybe unpack two or three of these different ways that we can use them and why we would want to use them in different ways? Like what is the application for using them? Sure. So I'll give you, um, let's, why don't we do five? Because that's, that's okay. kind of, I'll give you a couple that you can do yourself as the business. And then you, there's a few that also you'll need your client to do, because that's actually like what you said earlier. It's, it's one thing for us to go out there and say, we're the best. It's a whole other thing when your clients are going out there and doing that for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's start with what you can do for yourself. So if you listen to this business owner, so what I would suggest or your marketing person, I would say first, you definitely want to use uh, an interview that you translate into an article that sits on your website, okay? And this is probably, you know, the most common one, right? So um, you take an interview, you extract the gold from that interview, uh, and then you, you basically create like a, a, a long-form article, if you want to call it that. You know, it could be 500 to 1,000 words. Depends on how detailed you'd want to get. Um, and I'm happy to, to share the bento case study, and you'll see that's about 1,000 words. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're basically just breaking down, okay, what's the problem that, that the client came to us with? Right. What specific um, things that they, they try before they came to to you? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, did they go to other vendors? Did they did they have a previous vendor already they were working with, but for whatever reason that didn't work out? Um, and you want to really dig it deep into understanding what why did they leave that vendor? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's important. And then you want to get into okay. Then what was the uh, thought process behind you coming up with a solution. Okay, so what was the strategy, right? And then what were the implementation steps? And then finally, what was the outcome or the result the client achieved? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then the last piece of all of this is actually the testimonial. So you would actually mm-hmm. ask the client, well, if you were to, you know, say a word or two about my business to somebody else uh, and, and recommend us, what would you say? And then they'll give you their blurb and you basically take that and put it in at the end. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now you've got your article that sits on your website, number one. You can then. Can, can yes. I just ask a question before that? Where does it sit on your on your website? Is it sitting on your blog, or is it sitting somewhere different so people can actually find these articles? I recommend two places. One is you can add it to your blog, so you can say we've just published a case study about Mary. Um, go check it out; it's on a blog, and you might have a condensed version of it, or you might have the full piece. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Now, the other piece I would, the other thing I would do is tag that or add it to another page, which is customer success or mm. praise or client wins or whatever it may be. Put that in your menu of your uh, your website, uh, so when people are coming. Through, because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for, well, what, what services do you offer? What products do you sell? Uh, and then what are, you know, what's the, the social proof? Where, where's the mm. testimonial section? Where's the case study section? Who have you worked with, right? So that's where I'd put it as well. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Okay, so we've gone, one is article. Second thing is once you've got the article, then you want to go social media. Okay, so mm-hmm. then you t- take, you know, that particular article, you then Use your scheduling tool or whatever whatever way you do it. Um, you can turn it into an audio snippet. You can do a video version of this. You can simple social image, picture of, of Jesse, the client, um, title of the, 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 the win that he achieved. So I'm just looking at it on my screen. It basically says reducing Bento's bookkeeping time to five minutes per month, right? That was the result we got for him. Um, and that's we share out on, so, on all our social channels, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's the second place. The third mm-hmm. place is definitely to... Uh, your email list, right? So what you want to do is if you have, I know Sam talks a lot about building lead funnels and lead magnets and attracting people into your world, uh, you would normally have a welcome sequence, right? So Mm -hmm. what we call a nurture sequence or an onboarding sequence, you want to have an email in there which talks about that case study, right? So you Mm. basically say, hey, you know, and that could be 
the third email, the first email is usually, hey, welcome, I'm Sam, I'm Anf, you know, meet me and this is what we do. But, you know, in email two, three or four, wherever you, you want to place it, uh, definitely include that case study. I want you to meet Jesse. I want, to, I want you to meet Margaret, Sean, whoever it is. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he runs this XYZ business. This is what we did for him. Boom, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's a number three place you can put that case study, okay? Are we having a insight so far? <laughs> Look, I think this is huge because putting this case study in your in your onboarding sequence or in that nurture sequence, that's super powerful because at the time that someone um, opts into your list, that's the that's the point where they're you know they're pretty hot. They they obviously they had a problem. They've downloaded your lead magnet. At that point, they're like, I've got this problem. To see a case study of someone solving that problem, that's like, huh. Maybe I do need to go back and have a look at that. Maybe I like, oh, I have that exact problem. All of a sudden, that gives it a whole different depth. One hundred percent. And I know that you've got your thought leadership program, and you take um, thought leaders through that. So in, in their sequence, would be the same thing, right? You, you'd be sharing these are uh, case studies of past clients that we've worked with, and and the results they've been able to achieve. Another place we can use case studies really well is in your presentations, right? So when Mm -hmm. you're doing, whether it's a webinar or a live talk, once we're back to doing live talks, um, (laughs) slide deck, put it in there. Here's a case study. Uh, You know, I recommend at least three different case studies if you can get them Mm -hmm. um, to really demonstrate the types of businesses you work with and the results you've been able to achieve for them right mm. so that that's a really great place and often forgotten like a lot i see a lot of business owners do this um, they, they put so much effort in doing the, the presentation educating people but the thing they miss out on is whilst you have someone's active attention that's the best time to say well by the way we've also helped companies like yours right and here's a case study right I use case studies so much in my webinars because it's the best way to give context to to what you've just taught. It's one thing to say, okay, so this is what you need to do, X, Y, Z, and you unpack that and people are like, oh, that's great, that's great, and they, you know, might be writing notes. But then to say, just like my client, you know, uh, Lisa that did that and all of a sudden you're saying this is what this person did, it just automatically brings down the blocks that someone might be thinking, oh, well, it's okay for them because that's what they're normally thinking, right? Oh, it's okay for them. It's different for them. Their circumstances are not like mine. So then to be able to bring in a case study and really anchor that and say, you know, you might be thinking this, but this is also what this client, this is what Lisa was thinking when she worked with us. Oh, they're they're magical in that way. (laughs) They are. And then sometimes you get, we've had this situation where, there's someone's seen it on the presentation and they kind of write down, I want to learn more about that particular client. And they'll come up mm-hmm. to you or they'll email, email you and go, can you actually tell me more about that particular case study? And mm-hmm. then you've already got it published on your website. So just send them the link. Like that's, oh, you know, it, yes. it just, right. Um, now we're going to switch from marketing to sales because this uh-huh. is something where I, I see there's a real opportunity. So the first part is about lead generation and converting to qualified leads. The second part is how do you use case studies in your sales process? And that's where it's really, you, you can really see the ROI of it because what happens is if you're at an opportunity, you're at a place where you're working with a prospect, um, you know, potential client, and then they're like considering, maybe you've sent them a proposal or you're at that place where they're considering you and maybe three or four other vendors, whatever it may be. Um, and the thing that really can put someone over the line and work with you is case studies. So you can basically literally shoot to them in your 
so we've got it embedded inside our proposal template, right? So here's mm -hmm. actually a case study of XYZ client. Um, mm -hmm. And we selectively choose the client that matches the business that we're oh, sending the proposal yeah, to, yeah, yeah. right? Genius. Um, and so they are saying, oh, wow, I can see Sam's worked with a business just like mine. Okay, done, right? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> <laughs> right? And HubSpot, they're the, like the kings of doing that, right? So they do that really well and all their clients do it. Um, uh, and so that's one part and then the second part is even in your like in our sales process what we have is uh clients can book a discovery call that's the first step and then the second step is to jump on a call obviously and then you do your conversation now in between the email confirmation of them booking the call to the actual you know them jumping onto the call with you you can send a case study so basically in in that in that message you know, we, we basically say, hey, we're going to help you prepare for the discovery call. Here is one or two case studies of businesses that we've worked with, right? And so what that does, it frames that person. If they read the case study before, or watch the video, if it's a video format or, or podcast, whatever it may be, they can then have some understanding of, well, hey, you know, you've already worked with businesses like mine. And that actually frames them for a better discovery call. So when they get onto the call with you, on that discovery call with your salesperson, they're no longer asking that question. They're not asking you, have you worked with businesses like mine? Because you've already answered it for them, right? They've mm. already seen the answer. So now they're really asking questions which are more, okay, let's talk about prices, let's talk about logistics, let's talk about whatever it may be, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and that's, the, you know, really good way we've seen that work for our sales process. Mm. So good. So good. Oh, my goodness. Blowing my mind. <laughs> awesome. How is the best way for people to start extracting these case studies? Because I'm guessing that there is some sort of formula to make sure that you get the case study in a certain way so it's not just a, you know, a boring piece of writing that doesn't really hit what's going on in our prospect's mind. Yeah, great question. And I kind of touched through it with the sort of the, the sequence of the, the steps and, and we have that as a PDF that you can go download, mm -hmm. um, which is the actual uh, process that we we take our clients through, or their clients actually. Um, and I'll run through with you quickly. Basically, first of all, you want to identify if you've done the work and you've already worked out who your avatars are and, and who your ideal buyers are, then mm -hmm. you will also know what their pain points are. And the other thing your sales team would, or if you are the salesperson, you'd understand is what the common objections are. All right. Mm -hmm. So we always start with what's the promise. Okay. So what's the thing that the, the, your prospects want. Okay. So mm -hmm. if they want to generate more revenue, they want to decrease the expenses, they want to build the team, they want to grow impact, whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? So you start there and you go, okay, well, what, now let's rewind from that end promise to, okay, what is the the biggest pain point that our clients deal with, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so for the bookkeeping example, it's time, right? They don't mm -hmm. have time to do their books, right? So, mm. so you notice what was the end result that we produced for the client and why did we choose to present that, you know, the, the story of um, Jesse now only taking five minutes a month on his books, right? Because mm -hmm. we know that's actually the biggest pain point for our clients, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, you start with that. You start with the end in mind. Then you go, okay, well, you might list out five or ten common objections that happen in, on your sales conversations. Mm -hmm. And then you go, okay, I'm going to find a case study that matches each one of those, right? Uh, and I'm going to work through my client list, past and present. I'm going to look at, okay, and if you don't have them, you don't, so for some people, they maybe they're just starting out with their business and yep. so they're like, yeah, well, yeah. I don't have the case studies yet. You can actually leverage other people's case studies. It's actually okay for you to give an example of a 
business like yours that has done, you know, has, has created that impact for somebody else. As um, long as you don't say you did it, it's correct. completely fine. Correct. Yeah. Right. So, so I would start with that and then I'd go to the client and I basically you have to get permission from the client, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. So you want to say, Hey, I'd love to, and you don't, the way you position that is, well, it's not, Hey, I wanted to use you in my marketing. The mm-hmm. way, the way you do that is, well, basically we want to feature you as a highlight client. We want, you're mm-hmm. one of our best clients. We'd love to help promote your business at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so which client is going to say to you, no, I don't want to get additional promotion, free marketing. Exactly. That's exactly right. Right. Uh, and so then you, you, the way we like to do it is we book in a 30-minute call. Uh, we try 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It's just really hard to get depth with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So we go 30 minutes and sometimes it goes a little over, but that's fine. Uh, and we basically say we send the questions uh, in, um, to the clients before, beforehand so they can prep for it. Mm-hmm. I'm actually like you, Sam. I don't like to do that. I like people to be authentic mm. in the interview, uh, mm-hmm. but I know some clients, they just struggle with it and they're just like, yes. no, give me, <laughs> let me prepare. Um, yes, and something about case studies that are really important is you want it to be tangible. You want there to be a specific metric that you're measuring. Okay, mm. and I'll give you an example. So I know I'm looking at um, your website, Sam, and you've got there on, on your banner, you've got an example of, a, uh, I think, who was it? Learn how this coach added five figures to his business in just two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you know who that is. So mm-hmm. uh, that's a very specific, all right? Five-figure achieved in two weeks so it's a tangible outcome okay Mm -hmm. and that's where case studies can be make or break if you have a case study that is so nebulous and it doesn't make any sense and it's like touchy feeling like they were a happy client but it doesn't say what the result was that's a problem so when I contact or my team contacts our clients clients for the case study what we actually say is right one thing that we want to make sure we, we achieve in this process is that we, we're actually sharing a tangible result that you've achieved, mm-hmm. okay? And that might, might mean financial details. It might mean sales figures. It might mean whatever it may be. Now, if you're not comfortable sharing any of those things, let us know, okay, because there is some privacy things that we need to respect. Um, then we'll need to find out, okay, what is the best way to share that, all right? So, mm-hmm. um, because I know some people, particularly in the Aussie market, uh, the, the US market, they seem to love sharing all these numbers. Yeah, yeah. they it, do, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, but Aussies are a bit more, mm, I don't want to tell, like say that stuff in public and that's fine. Yes. Right, um, but that's why we kind of go, okay, clients don't want to share revenue, but they, they are happy to share profit um, growth or they're happy to share time saved, right? So mm-hmm. that's something that, that's useful. So from there, you've got the result you're looking for. So now in the questioning, you basically prepare your questions um, and we've got that in, in the PDF that you can go and grab. But essentially, uh, you prepare all the questions, you then send it to a client, you book the call, you jump on the call, you do the interview. Now in the interview, you really want to practice the art of soliciting good stories, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's not just tell me what happened. It, it's, it's, you know, what were you trying to accomplish when you... Uh, decide to hire us what was the mm. challenge that you had when you were trying to hire us before like when you worked with a previous business coach when you worked with a previous marketing agency what what didn't work for you with them right and so now you're not only getting the challenge that that they had at the time but you're also getting the context which is really important right context is so important yeah it's like why did i switch seo agencies why did i switch coaches right um because i felt with the last coach you know 
they ripped me off and I didn't get any real results or they didn't give me enough accountability or whatever these things. And you want to know because guess what? Your prospects and people who are potentially considering your service, they want to know the context as well. They want to know, you know, that someone signed up with Anne for Sam, not because they were just buddies, but because they they saw that that these people could actually solve specific challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then you get the context. We And I, I suggest you do, you might have heard of the five whys. You really want to, don't take the first answer from the client. Like whatever they give you, that's the first thing that comes to their mind. Dig a yeah. bit deeper. Like go under yeah. the surface and just yes. really go like, what was going on for you, you know, um, outside of the business? Like what was happening in your life? You know, were you and some you get some really insightful things. Like, you know, I, I, I was, um, you know, we just just hit by COVID. Uh, we were about to buy a house and had some other things going on for us. And so I really needed to, to have a vendor that I could trust to, to do this one thing. Um, and so that context, you know, maybe one of our case studies was a mother who was spending so much time working on the weekend that she needed time to be with her child. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't come up anywhere unless except in the interview, right? And so, yep. uh, and we basically, because if you read the, what she wrote in the testimonial, it says nothing about that. All it says was, we loved what XYZ company did. They helped us and they saved us four hours a week. Yeah. So, yeah. For any right? mother that's a, that's in that person's audience, that straight away tugs like at their heartstrings. It's like, that's me. And I think that's the, the power of the case studies, right? Someone else can say, that's me. And there's an automatic, um, what's the word? You know, you can see yourself in that position. 100%, you know, and you want to get into, I like to push beyond the, the business and get into the personal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I forewarn the clients. I do say, look, I, I like to explore um, more than just the business because I understand the business is one part of your life, but it's not all. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, and our, you know, we really want to have stories that are, you know, that people can relate to, right? Mm-hmm. And people don't just relate to you dumping the profit and loss statement on the screen. Like people want to see, uh, you know, yeah, like Sam had, had their kids, but she was working too much and therefore, um, and why were you working too much? Because I was spending ten like four hours every Saturday doing my books because uh, mm-hmm. I had no other time to do it, uh, you know, and we basically said, well, let's talk about that, right? Mm. And so what you'll see, one of the, the examples I'm, I'm talking about right now is her name's Justine. What she shared in her testimonial or in her case study was, you know, because she went through the Bean Ninjas course, uh, and did the uh, financial literacy course, what, what she was able to do was outsource the, her bookkeeping to her VA and train her VA on how to do it. And then that freed up her four hours. So every Saturday now she's gone to soccer with her, chi- her kid. So, mm-hmm. um, and now that's mother and, and, you know, son time that you don't get otherwise. Yeah. And, and, and that's power, right? That's super powerful because our businesses are just a, a part of our life. I, I mean, there is a crossover. We are our business, but the whole lot works together. And and if someone's that burnt out, you know, there's it, there's going to be massive implications in their business or when they're feeling, you know, burnt out as a mother, they've got nothing to give in their business. So these things are, are way more powerful than, oh, I, I went to be ninjas because they're great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I hate those. But, um, yeah, I've had those for SCM. I had them for being injured, so I know the feeling. Uh, uh-huh. But definitely, so once you've got that, now you basically have a recording, so uh, an audio or a video recording, and now you can choose what you want to do with that. So you can flick it to a video editor. They can cut it up, and they can put it onto YouTube for you. You can do get your admin to do LinkedIn video. You can do Facebook, so all the socials. Um, mm-hmm. What I would always do is, 
it's fine to do the editing pieces and, and put those things up on all over the place, but you always want to have that link to your website where the case study sits. Okay, mm-hmm. you want it to, to be on your site. You want people to try. You want to drive that traffic back to your site. Just read the case study there, or watch the video on your on your page, uh, and then guess what? Immediately underneath the case study, you might have a well. You know, if you're in this situation, you want some help book a call with me or mm-hmm. whatever it may be, right? So you're moving mm-hmm. them from just, um, so I'm always thinking about what's the conversion step. Uh, and then also remember we talked about sales process. So you want to make sure you update your sales collateral and you're using these case studies there as well. Okay. So, so cool. Yeah. So cool. So I mentioned at the beginning that you've got these 15 different ways to to use case studies in your business. Obviously, we didn't have time to go through the whole 15. There's only five. But you have offered or you've put together a PDF. Can you just share a little bit about what that is? Yep, sure. So uh, you can go to the to our site and just go read all the 15. That's not gated or anything. That's just there. Uh, and then we... Uh, you can also grab our six steps to winning case studies ebook. All right. And that's basically our process. So we go much more in depth into what I've shared here already. Uh, and then we also share the email scripts that we send to our clients. So you can actually just copy and paste and tweak uh, and use those to speed up the process for you. Amazing. And we'll put obviously those links in the show notes, but for people that are listening, where do they go to get those? Yep. So I'll just, uh, if you head over to simplecreativemarketing.com, that's one word, simplecreativemarketing.com forward slash case study guide, case study guide, that should be, that should take you to where you can grab that. Absolutely. Grab that. I love this. I am. when I reached out to Anthony, I said, I'm looking for someone to talk about case studies. Is that your thing? And then he's like, oh, is this my thing? And he started talking about this. I went, yeah, we need to get you on the show. This is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing so much value today, Anthony. Um, I'm sure that everyone that's listening wants to run out and get their case studies in order and, and start using them. I know that I'll definitely, you've given me heaps of tips and I'll definitely be using them a lot more in my business. Can I have so, uh, one more quick tip, Sam? For people yeah, listening? oh my goodness. Yes, go, go. Uh, if you are someone who is running Facebook ads, Google ads, these sort of, you know, you're using PPC and you're investing money into that, one of the best things you can do is use your allocate a budget to remarketing case studies, right? So um, these are people who are already, because they've already seen your ads. So if someone's seeing your ad and clicking through something and reading your articles or signing up to something, you can then remarket or send a retargeting ad to them, which is low, less cost for you. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And then you send them to these case studies, right? Because that's that's a really good way. They've already sort of liked the brand. They already understand what you do. Next thing to, is then to move them down the sales process, which is, well, here's examples of businesses we've worked with. So good. So good. Well, thanks so much, Anthony, for coming and sharing all this value. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Sam. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways I can help you. Number one, grab a free copy of the Thought Leaders Positioning Checklist over at samanthariley.global forward slash checklist. Number two, check out my inner circle for coaches, experts and change makers over at samanthariley.global forward slash inner circle. Or number three, connect with me to discuss how I can work with you on a more personal or a one-on-one level at hello at samanthariley.global. I look forward to hanging out with you here again on Thursday right here on the Thought Leaders Business Lab.